And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Legion of Michael. I am your host, Paul Markle. Thank you very much for being here with me, and uh, Merry Christmas to one and all. We're getting close as this goes live. We're getting very close to the, well, to Christmas Day. It is the Christmas season. We're getting close to Christmas Day every day. And I hope that you are able to uh, enjoy the season and to appreciate it this year. How many of you grew up watching Charles Schultz's Peanuts? That's right. Charlie Brown and Linus and Lucy and all of those characters. Charles Schultz was a very faithful man. Charles Schultz was a very faithful man. And in 1965, he supervised the production of a Charlie Brown Christmas special. And if you don't remember it because you're too young or you've grown up without it, I'm going to remind you. Charlie Brown, being Charlie Brown, gets very frustrated toward the very end of the show because everybody wants something else from him, and it seems like he can't please anyone. He went and got a tree, and it was a crappy tree, and no one liked the tree, and so on and so forth. And, he, and he's frustrated, and he wants to know. He said, Does, doesn't anyone know the meaning of Christmas? <laughs> and the Linus, Linus steps out onto the stage, and he asks for the lights to be dimmed, and he says the following. This is the King James Version. 
And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Well, the beginning that I read you, the very beginning verses were 1 through 7, and the last few verses were 8 through 14. That is Luke 2, 1 through 14 in total. That, and he walks over to Charlie Brown, (laughs) and he says, that's the meaning of Christmas, Charlie Brown. That's the meaning of Christmas. 1965, Charles Schultz was able to deliver that message to the entire world through the characters in Peanuts. And just a quick aside, someone reminded me recently, and I hadn't ever thought about it, but they said that that was the only time in Peanuts history that Linus dropped his security blanket. If you guys remember, if you grew up with Peanuts and Linus, Charlie Brown with the striped shirt, and Linus with the security blanket and so forth. Uh, Linus always had his security blanket. But when he started giving that speech, Charles Schultz had him drop it. He had him drop the blanket on the stage, which was actually a significant thing, and most people didn't even realize it. Let's talk about the reason for the season. This is the time of year that you will hear people both Christian and secular, saying things like, this is the time of year that we all need to come together. That's what Christmas is about. And people will say, Christmas is about family. Is Christmas about family? Now, I'm not saying that you should not spend time with your family. I think you should spend time with your family. Christmas is all about coming together. It's all about family. Some people will go so far as to say, Christmas is all about forgetting this or remembering that or whatever, but quite often they skip over the big part. Christmas is all about Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. That's what it's about. The fulfillment of a promise. And if you recall, if you are a biblical scholar, and if you're not a biblical scholar, if you went to Bible study or or Sunday school or what have you, God was promising a Savior. He promised to give us a Savior way back in the Old Testament. If you read the words of David, if you read the words of Isaiah, if you read the words of the prophets, Jeremiah, so on and so forth, all the way back, And they're telling you, they're telling the people, hey, this is what God's going to do for you. And he did it. Christmas Day, Christmas morning, 
was the fulfillment of a promise where God gave us the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, to not only die for our sins, but also to serve as the perfect example for us. Many people get all bunged up and they say, well, I'm not sure if that's how things should be, or I'm not, I'm not sure about that. When people say, oh, I'm not sure about that, I'm not sure, go back to the Bible. Go back to our perfect example. Go back to the instructions for living. And if you're not sure, check the instructions. Check the manual. See what the manual says. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yes, I understand that the secular world has hijacked Christmas. I, I understand that. That doesn't have to change how you feel about it, and it doesn't have to change what's inside of your heart. And I always felt growing up that we got a bonus, that God our Father actually, that he gave us a bonus at Christmas. Now, the the number one gift, the number one present, was the birth of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. But I also felt growing up, because I loved, oh, I loved the season of Christmas growing up. I, it was, we grew up in Michigan when I was a little kid. When I was a little kid and it was in elementary school and junior high and so forth, we were in Michigan. And of course, being Michigan in December, it, generally snowed and it was chilly and cold outside but people put up colored lights and our churches were decorated with giant christmas trees i grew up in lutheran churches and the lutherans are very big on christmas trees and going all the way back to germany you know and we would have these giant enormous christmas trees in the front of the church one sometimes sometimes two And they would decorate them with Christian ornaments, gold and silver ornaments. They would put up the, you know, the the festive dressing all around the church. We'd have it in our homes. We'd have it all around. And I just, I loved the season of Christmas. The season of Christmas was like being wrapped in a warm hug for weeks on end. Every time we would go out and we would see the Christmas lights or we would visit with our relatives, we'd go to different homes, we would have Christmas parties, whether it was a school Christmas party or family Christmas parties. And I always felt that that was the bonus that we got from God. That yes, we we got the birth of Jesus Christ And that was our gift. That is why we exchange gifts with each other. We're supposed to commemorate the gift that we were given by giving gifts to others. That's the commemoration and the honoring of that. It's supposed to be a selfish or a selfless act. 
And it's supposed to be a selfless act where you give to another to remember the sacrifice and the gift that God our Father gave us. But I always felt growing up, and I still feel this way, that the season of Christmas, the Christmas season is a gift that God bestowed upon us as his children. Often, I don't know about you, but you know, I have spent my whole life when it comes around Christmas time, and I know the whole world doesn't celebrate this because not everyone in the world is a Christian or has a Christian country. But we take time off of work. We take time off of school. We stay home. We stay home with our families inside of our warm houses. Just recently, my wife, uh, she decorated our house. We don't have a tree up, and I'll I'll go ahead and and I'll admit something to you just as a quick aside. We didn't put up a tree, and I'm not going to, because we're going to be traveling for Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, we won't be here on Christmas Day. And now that we're older, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's sad, maybe it's depressing. But now that we're older and the kids don't live in the house, and we actually don't, you know, because the kids live far away, we generally visit them on the holidays. Uh, I don't feel the need to put up a Christmas tree. But Nancy decorated the house. She put up festive Christmas-type stuff all around the house to make the house just feel a little bit more festive. And I always felt that in addition to the gift that God gave us through his son, Jesus Christ, and that, and that miraculous birth, that he also gave us this gift of Christmas. And that's why it really... It, it annoys me or it bothers me or it gets under my skin when the, the secular world tries to monopolize or bastardize Christmas. And no, I don't have a problem with Santa Claus because Santa Claus, Santa is Spanish or Latin uh, for saint. And Santa comes from St. Nicholas. And as long as we remember that Santa Claus uh, is or the origin for Santa Claus is Saint Nicholas, a Christian saint. I don't see any problem with Santa Claus. But ladies and gentlemen, when people in the outside world, in the secular world, when they try and say, "Well, what's the meaning of Christmas?" and they're like, "Oh, it's Christmas is it's the time to say I love you." It's the time to all come together. It's the time to this. It's the time to that. It's the time to everything. If the answer is anything but, it is the time to celebrate and commemorate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, then they miss the point, and they need to go back to the manual. They need to go back to the manual. Go back to the instructions and reread the instructions. And if you need to help people understand this year, just go to the internet.com and find that uh, find that little clip from the Charlie Brown Christmas special where Linus reminds Charlie Brown over 50 years ago <laughs> over 50 years ago Charles Schultz through his through the peanuts reminded the whole world the meaning of the season um, before I let you guys go, 
I want to remind you guys out there, because I know a lot of you are Christians and a lot of you were raised or somehow you came to believe that XMAX, X-Ray, Mike, Alpha, Sierra, that that is the secular way of trying to remove Christ from the Christmas season. And we should never write XMAS or use it in written words or, or well, if you, and I heard that when I was growing up, I don't know where I heard it. And then I did a little research and then I listened to someone and someone, I don't even remember who it was. It was many, many, many years ago. They said, yeah, but you know that, that X, that the use of X is actually from the Greek, the Greek key or C-H-I. Have you ever seen in Christian writing X-I-A-N? Some of you are saying, oh, yeah, it's all the time. Uh, and some of you are like, no, I never noticed that. X in the X-M-A-S is the Greek symbol for C-H-I. It is Christ. Now, the the capital X-P is key row, and I'm not going to get into Greek language and so forth, but the fact of the matter, it was Christians, not the secular world, not worldly people, not secularists, not populists who are trying to keep the holiday but remove Christ that started using it. It was us. It was we Christians that started using the Greek X or the key to represent the word Christ in our writing. So if you're one of those people who are still locked on to the whole, hey, don't use XMAS because it's a disrespect to Christ and it's trying to take Christ out of Christmas, I know that that sounds like something that, that the world would do, but it actually was us. It was actually Christians that started using it. So XMAS is perfectly Christian. It is not secular, and it's fine. So if you see me uh, in my writing on the Internet or postings or whatever, if you see me use XMAS, don't get all butthurt. Don't feel the need to write me a letter telling me how I shouldn't do that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for being here in the Legion of Michael. I truly appreciate it, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to leave you, as we always do, with the warrior's prayer, because I want this to be in your heart and in your mind as you move forward. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. America, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, 
you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.